This is 15 Minutes to Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Idell, and today's episode is Black or White. Today I'm going to share with you a decision-making process that I have went through and needed to work on myself, that I also share with clients, that when applied to your own life, makes everything so much easier. So think about, if you will, just for a moment, all the decisions you're tasked to make every day. I've shared before, maybe you've missed the episode, maybe you didn't care, a conversation about decision fatigue. And how many different things could you do in the morning to start to streamline the amount of decisions you have to make? Because it's my opinion, not scientifically backed, I don't believe. If it is backed, I certainly don't have the research. But I believe that we only have so many decisions that we can effectively make throughout a day. And that we get to a certain point where we're just out of mental processing power. We need a recharge. And so you think, for some of us, it could be everything from what to wear, what underwear to put on, what color socks, pants, like all the combinations there, what to eat for breakfast, like the, what to, how to get to work, right? to stop at Starbucks or not to stop at Starbucks. Right? There's decision after decision after decision that happen probably before you even get to your place of employment. Don't feel badly. I think for most people, that's probably the status quo. That was my status quo or some version of that until I realized the power of having morning routines. Now, this isn't to pound into you that you need to have a morning routine. And certainly I can share with you some compelling data as to why that will help you operate your life more efficiently. But even in sharing that, that's only... I'll use the same analogy I did with a a client of mine. And I'm in a room right now. Our podcast studio has tile ceilings, drop ceiling. If I look up, I, I physically have two water spots on some of these tiles. Now, I can simply replace one of the tiles. Put a new one in, and I'll have no water spot. And to the outside world, I fixed it. Right? If you walked into the studio, you wouldn't see anything when you looked up. It just looked like uniformed tiles. But behind the scenes, I would know that there's something greater going on. There's a bigger issue at hand. Right? It's, it's not reverse osmosis that the water came from the cup on my desk and went up into the ceiling tile. Right? There's probably a leak in the roof somewhere that came down on the ceiling tile. I look at that as an analogy and a metaphor for your daily rituals and routines. You can establish a daily pattern. You can say, I'm going to get up, I'm going to meditate, I'm going to journal, I'm going to drink my green smoothie, I'm going to work out, I'm going to send notes of appreciation to my wife and my or my daughter or my husband. I'm going to read something, I'm going to share it with somebody, I'm going to just, I'm going to do a stack every morning, I'm going to kill the game. I got this. I hope you do. That's beautiful. But statistically, at some point in the first six months before it becomes something that you own versus something you were doing, you're going to hit a roadblock. Maybe the roadblock is that you travel. You had to go out of town for business and you weren't quite prepared. Maybe the roadblock is you had house guests and you didn't want to be rude and wake them up with your morning habits. Or maybe the alarm clock went off and you just pressed snooze. You didn't have enough time to get it all done in the morning. What happens in that moment for you? More than likely, you are riddled with some form of shame and guilt. Either or. 
I'm super shameful I didn't get up. Man, I should do better than this. And you start shooting all over yourself. I should have done this. I should have done that. Man, I, I, I can do better. Or you feel guilty. Like, man, why didn't I do this? What's wrong with me? Why can't I get my stuff together? Well, you see, having the morning rituals is just like replacing the ceiling tile in the office. It'll work for a period of time. But then a big rainstorm comes and the new tile has marks all over it. At some point, you're going to have to reinstill and reinstall a belief system that you're actually worthwhile and have the quote-unquote why behind your morning practices be of value to you at a higher capacity than everything else because if it becomes a true non-negotiable in your life, you wouldn't alter it. I hear you right now. You might be scratching your head. I can almost hear it somehow through, through the ether. Man, what's this guy talking about? So I'm going to speak specifically to you that have kids, maybe even dogs, however you want to look at it. Could you imagine your child gets off of school, she, has an after, she or he has an after-school activity, and you just didn't pick him or her up from school? You're just like, yeah, you know, what's it really matter? They have school tomorrow. He or she is safe. You just get up in the morning and go to class. She's already there. It's super foolish, right? Like You wouldn't actually do that. But that's because of the amount of importance you put on the relationship that you have with your child and you realize how much they depend on you. What would happen in your life if you started to recalibrate and realize how much you need to depend on you? And how much in order to show up in a big way for everybody in your life that requires and demands so much of you that you put yourself first enough to consistently keep up with patterns and habits that serve you to meet the next best version of yourself. What would that look like? It'd be crazy what would be possible. I share that from a standpoint of knowing how much I've achieved once I started creating daily rituals and habits that become non-negotiables for me. It's like life becomes something that I get to orchestrate instead of observe. We'll get into that in another show. But I share all this as a big, fancy, long and drawn out entry point into the decisions that we waffle on back and forth. I'll share one from my life. I am a car guy. I've shared this through and through. I love new cars. I mean, literally, I believe in the past year, I'm not positive. Don't hold me to this. And none of these are new cars. Not that that really matters. Just a side note. I think it's frivolous to buy a new car. I believe I've had four or five new to my family vehicles that I have been responsible for driving. I could list them off. I think I know what they are. It's funny because Kurt's sitting across from me with a, a smug grin on his face as he's looking down into the, into the, the iPad. Because every once in a while I get this hair up my rear end to go get a new car. And that happened before the event. Right? I realized that the car that I was driving, the one that I'd put all the miles on and all those things, it was not very advantageous for hauling around items that we would need here in Columbus. So I had to sack up and go find a pickup truck. Right? No big deal. Right? It's just a pickup truck. So I search and search and search and I find a truck. 
oddly enough, a Ford pickup truck. Black, black suede and leather interior. FX4 package, so a little beefed up for off-road. Sunroof, navigation, heated and cooled seats. I think it even had a heated steering wheel. And I'm excited. Right, I've scoured the internet for what seems like months. It's probably really only been two or three days with my attention span. I feel like I know every dealership's inventory within 50 miles. I know the good deals, the not-so-good deals, the bad car faxes. I know all the data. I find the car. I find the car, and a friend of mine knows the owner of that dealership, so we call together and, hey, you know, what can I buy the car for? Go back and forth. The guy's willing to sell to me for a fair number. But we had this conversation on what I believe to be a Thursday or Friday. Well, fast forward to the next week, and it's now Wednesday, and I wake up. I'm like, today's the day. I got, I got, to, I got to get out of my head. I know I need the car, truck. I got to go make the decision. Call my wife. She drives from the far north side of town. Right, we live 30 minutes away from the office, and the dealership we're going to is 30 minutes south of the office. Right, so it's an hour long for her. When it comes to the office, we want her to be involved in the decision making process, and so we head out together. And I've already corresponded back and forth at the dealership a bunch of times. Right? They have all the pertinent information. They know how to title the car. They know the plates. They know the registrations. They get all done until it's not. And you see, we show up, and they had just concluded wrapping up a deal where they sold the car to somebody else. Now, Lindsay's default response is to get frustrated. I get it. I would be lying to you if I said I wasn't rather bothered by this situation. Here it is. I drug my wife from the northwest side of Columbus down to where we're at, got all the paperwork together, went back and forth, faxed things, got insurance on the new car, the whole deal. Just to have it not be purchased by us. But then I have to think about the facts of the situation. Right? The honest to God facts were last, the, this was on a Wednesday, I believe the previous Thursday. I was in a dealership with a friend of mine who called the owner of that dealership and structured the deal. I had five full days in between to make a decision. There was something inside of me that wasn't ready to pull the trigger. I don't know what it is. Fear, doubt, shame, guilt, anxiousness, scarcity. Put a flag in any one of those mounds you want to and they'd probably all be correct. But what it really comes down to, this wasn't a black or white decision for me. To be more specific, I believe decisions need to be a hell yes or a hell no. You see, when I heard the deal, when my friend called the the owner of the dealership and we had our conversation back and forth on speakerphone, it wasn't a momentary thing of hell yes, I'm going to be in to get the car today. It should have been. If I wanted it, It should have been hell yes. And by the fact that I waffled and wavered and went back and forth, ultimately the decision was made for me that it's actually a hell no. See, as I look at it, I call that living in the gray. Right? The facts were the facts of the situation. There was not going to be some magic intervention in between. It's not like by delaying and wasting more time that magically the car was going to get less expensive. I wasn't going to come to a magic windfall of an extra $100,000 to change what I was going to buy. There were no external variables that were going to change the deal structure. 
So why did I wait? I waited because the answer wasn't a hell yes. And so I was in the gray. I was in this not black and not white space, which to me is the gray space where most of us decide to live our lives. You know, maybe for me it was I was afraid to hurt this guy's feelings or hurt my friend's feelings and say, nah, something doesn't seem right about that car. I don't really want it. Maybe I was afraid to tell my wife I want to go spend a couple thousand bucks on a new car. I don't know what it was. It doesn't matter now. The truck's gone. The decision was made. And sure, this is a very grandiose decision, right? You think who you marry, the house you buy, and the car you drive are probably some of the three biggest decisions you'll make. Let's talk about something that might be much more applicable for your life. It's Thursday afternoon. Some of your friends are getting together. They call you up around noon and ask you if you want to go. Yeah, that doesn't sound too bad. I think, I think I can make it. Right, like that. That's the kiss of death to me. When I hear the think or try, when, when those two words come out, now they're big, big red flags for me. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Something's not in alignment here. What do you mean you're going to try? You're either in or you're out. It's black or it's white. It's hell yes or hell no. Just make a decision. Because that purgatory in between is what makes us feel uncomfortable inside. Right? So that same conversation happens on Thursday. And you're like, nah, I don't, I'm tired. It's noon. I want to go home. Maybe hit the gym. I'm not going out tonight. Nope, I'm not coming. The decision gets made in five seconds versus dragging it on for hours. You know your friends aren't going to stop texting you or calling you. You know they want you there. But you know you don't want to go. So what, by shame and guilt, you decide to show up? You don't have an active good time in the environment? Maybe you have a drink or two too many? Then you head home, feeling downtrodden, defeated? Wake up the next morning with a little bit of a headache? Mad didn't get enough sleep? Eating habits and patterns were off? Right, all a trickle-down effect from just not saying, hell no, I'm not in. I'm good, you guys have a great time. Let me know how it is tomorrow. But that lesson... That needing to play in the black and white applies to really every component of our lives, if you think about it. Something as simple as a gym, you're either in or you're out. You're either actually committed to your fitness or you're not. You either treat food like fuel or you treat it like a luxury item. None of them are bad, right? You just There's no need to fake it until you make it. Just own your decision and then stand behind it until it's no longer your decision and then switch it. No different than relationships. Do you want to be with somebody? Yes or no? Do you like the friends in your life? Do they support where you're going? Yes or no? What about your family? Do they understand you? Yes or no? In the interpersonal relationship category, once you verbalize what it is that you demand for yourself, life gets a lot easier if you adhere to it. I understand family can be sticky. It's not easy to say, yeah, this is how I show up. This is how I operate. I'm not willing to waver. I'll listen to your opinion, but eh, I'm good where I'm at. That can cause some friction. You might lose a couple people along the way. That's okay. They'll come back. Or they won't. They're not supposed to. Same thing in business. 
right? Think of all the things in business that you probably are just going back and forth on right now, like all the emails and I want to start this other project and am I going to get to this? And I know I need to hire or fire this person. And instead of just saying hell yes or hell no, you're like, yeah, I'll get around to it eventually. My friend, I'm going to encourage you today to start living in black and white. It's hell yes or hell no. It's your in or your out. It's stop or it's go. And when those become the standard operating procedures for the vernacular that you use when you go forward every day, you'll find out very quickly just how much you'll be able to get shit done.